bloody love. Football. Welcome to episode 15 of the I Bloody Love Football Podcast with me, Paddy Stapleton. And me, Robbie Kane. It's a cold, miserable, horrible, rainy, dreary, disgusting winter night. So we're trying over Zoom for the first time. Robbie, you look like you're nice and cosy in your sitting room there on the screen. I am, and I've been cheered up at the thought of the return of Premier League football this Saturday morning at half past 12. <laughs> Very much looking forward to the return of some Premier League football. Okay, well, this week's episode is called Mboom or Bust. Uh, we struggled this week because there was not, no football happening, so we had nothing to talk about. We didn't want to do anything with the rugby. So it's a mark of that people are finally listening to Robbie and getting rid of Mboom while he's in the top five sales. That people are dropping him in their nose. I, I'm disgusted to see. I, like, I really wanted people to hold on to him because the longer they held on to him, I was going to claw back some advantage. But no, I think people are starting to come around to my way of thinking. They got Solid. lucky. They, they're running with their points. Fair play to them. It'll be the time now where you kick in and everyone will be cursing you. But that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Yeah, not too bad. I did miss the football now, but it was it was nice. I, Were you disappointed with the early result? Um, oh, I, it, I was very neutral on it. It didn't really bother me either way. But it the, was, Greeks, I did, the Greeks I, played well. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I seen Costas Simicast with a lovely assist, and I just thought straight away he could definitely be one to be getting in. Yeah, we'll come back to him later on. Uh, of course, we should mention the rugby. We both watched it, weirdly. We both tried to get on the bandwagon and just met with Phil. No, no, no. I, 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 let's, let, I wasn't on the bandwagon. I sat and I watched it. There was no, literally no other sport on. Nothing else. So I did watch it with um, my wife. And I have to say, I did enjoy it. <laughs> I thought it was a... It was a it, I, I could see for the first time I watched rugby and I thought, okay... There is this, yeah, okay, I get it. And I, I, I was just Sunday evening. I was sitting there. There was on the back and with the South Africa France game, and hell of a game. So, but that'll be the last time I watch rugby now for a long time. Premier League is back. Yeah, I watched it as well. I, I did find the confidence was a bit outrageous. I think there was this hubris that we were going to win this game. We we're going to win the World Cup. There was RTE gave away the quarterfinals that they should, could show the semi-finals. Like Ireland have never got past quarterfinal in a World Cup since since it began. As I said to you, as I said to you, you know, Premier League has got Spurs. Sam Maguire has got Mayo, <laughs> and the Rugby World Cup is Ireland. So, but it was this one. It would have been nice. It would have been nice this weekend to look forward to a big match and everybody buzzing and the, the excitement around. Even for people who don't. Well, I think that I, I say that um, pubs were fuming because yeah. they were making like every weekend. And do you know what? What was so good about it for the country was that was eight o'clock on a Saturday evening was the perfect time or eight o'clock on a Friday evening. Yeah. It was just a perfect time and you could see now it didn't affect me whatsoever, but you could see there was the, the whole country getting behind it all right. Well on the plus side, we never have to talk about rugby again. No, it's great. Forget about it now. Back to fans football. So this week's a little bit different for us. We're not gonna be doing a review. We did that last week. If you haven't listened, go back to our last episode, Great Scott. Uh, we went through our mini leagues. We went through the leaders and the losers. So today is really all about doing uh, a, a, an extended preview. 
Yeah, the preview of the next couple of weeks, who's the target, who's got good fixtures, uh, what's coming up. Let's get stuck straight in. First game of the weekend is a cracker. Half 12 on a on a Saturday. Liverpool's regular time these days. Liverpool against Brandt, Everton, Brandt. Merseyside Derby. Rant, rant coming up because the next after the next international break, guess who's a half past twelve? Liverpool. Liverpool. And that means Luis Diaz, Allison, Darwin Nunes, and the one other South American that are coming back. What why I'm really annoyed is because silly old me, when I brought in Darwin Nunes, didn't factor this into the equation. And Darwin probably won't start now. So Whereas last week I was delighted with my team and then I realised, oh, Nunes probably won't start now. I don't know what to do. I'm in a conundrum. Do I leave Darwin? Do I switch him out for Ollie Watkins or Alvarez? What have you in the bank? What do I do? I can get Watkins or I can get Alvarez. That's no problem. But it's just, oh, is he a long term? What to do? Because Where's Alvarez from? Argentina. So one South American for another. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alvarez started the last game week, but now with Grealish back, with Pep has much more, so Alvarez could be liable to more rotation now. So I'm in a bit of a quandary because I would like to have to roll a transfer and to have two free transfers um, for the next game week, for game week 10, because there's a couple of players I have my eye on with the fixture swing, uh, Brighton and stuff. So I wouldn't mind having two free transfers that could possibly become three with a, with a hit. It would just allow me a bit more flexibility. So there's part of me thinking I might just chance Darwin and even if he gets half an hour, he could do something against Everton. You know, he could. It's at home. You never know. Are you confident with Liverpool win? No. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not confident. I'm, it's, no, sure, how could it be? Like, and for the first time, okay, I can honestly say I, I've experienced how much jet lag can affect From the marathon? Because, but like, looking back and speaking to all the other Irish lads and how much it affected us that none of us even gave it a semblance of the credence beforehand. We thought we'd be fine, we'd get there. We just jump onto American time. It's going to be no issue. And it takes days to, to recover. And I just know myself, and we, like we were saying, me and a couple of lads, if we were to do it again, we'd go on the Saturday morning with hand luggage, fly in, down to the expo, get our bibs, back to the hotel. It would be two or three o'clock Chicago time, which is nine o'clock Irish time, straight to bed and up in Irish time. So we'd be actually running the marathon at a half one Irish time. So yeah. the jet lag would Because I honestly, like... It, it was just you're just completely zonked you feel there's there's just there's no pep in your step and you can see, like like you've seen it the last time with McAllister and I'd be wary now of Liverpool with this early kickoff especially the likes of Darwin McAllister Allison. yeah that, so that's kind of my conundrum now and with that um, would you have captain and Salah as well yeah like I just don't know how you can refuse like, like Haaland didn't travel too far Home to Brighton, um, it, it, they're a team that I'd like to target. So I just I can't I can't come off Holland. I actually consider triple captain in Holland. Really? And I, it, it it was just popped into my head. This is a triple captain. He's like he, he. I was looking at a stat there that came up. Like he's the top scorer in the league, and he's missed the most big chances. He's not playing well, and he's still the top scorer in the league. But I mean, you know, City are going to be going away to the World Club Cup, World Club Cup Championship. So they're going yeah. to have a double game week at some stage. Is that not when you're going to be keeping your hands, triple captain? It is. That, that, that's, that's what's uh, making me think that. But mm. then I look and like he got a goal against West Ham, goal against Forest, nothing against Wolves, nothing against Arsenal. He's due two or three. No, I could see another it's big not hall coming. 
Oh, I think you should definitely do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Are you going to cap? Haaland, yeah. We'll come back to him in a second. Um, so you've Darwin, Salah. You're thinking you're possibly going to swap Darwin for Watkins. Well, I'm I'm all over Watkins. He's a, a, a keep for me. For I, I'd have him in ahead of Darwin any day of the week. Um, any Everton people catching your eye? No. DCL? No, no maybe Decore. Garner? He's no, but but it's just Everton. They're not long term holds, you know. No, even the big Sean Dice but, defender. No, like like you look you look at the teams. There's teams to target now, and it's fairly obvious who they are with the fixture swing coming up. And you just you can't have everyone, so you have to kind of pick who pick and choose who you want. Okay, game number two: Bournemouth against Wolves. Two Bournemouth players going under the radar a bit are Net Neto, sorry Neto and uh, Fang Chang. Chang. And here's another one that, and again, it's something that I might consider if I was to just, if, if I was just feeling like, I, I don't know, I could do it. Darwin to Solanke. You can back on the Solanke train. Well, he, he, he's only blanked in two games. He's at home to Wolves and he wasn't away in international duty. I like his time. like, But again, he's not, is he a long-term hold? Hmm. And I don't think he is. So if he's not a long-term hold, and like I don't think Darwin is either, but I still want to roll a transfer. But do you, with your third striker being Archer, do you not need to have two decent strikers that are holds? Yeah, I do. That's the thing. But like, but if Darwin's not a long-term hold, if Solanke's not a long-term hold, yeah, it's it's it, well, well, Darwin kind of was, but I'm I'm looking to going to have to replace him now to someone who is decent or better. Okay. That he's going to play like like an Alvarez, like a Watkins, someone like that, and it does. So there's no real upside to playing Solanke. I am doing it for one game. Well, he's got two decent games, Wolves and Burnley, but I'm not bringing him in for two games. Yeah. Um, I don't see like I think it's the two lads. It's Neto. It's Quang. I'd say for me, I'm not going to bring either of them in. I think Bournemouth are in a void. Solanke will do it for a little while. Will he keep it up? Too many options up front ahead of him. Um, this yeah, game. I, I was looking I was like that I was looking at Wang and again I'm happy with my midfield I'm not getting rid of Gordon I brought him in on my wild card I'm yeah. not getting rid of him I like Diaby and I'm not getting rid of Sun Salah or um, who's my fifth midfielder no Bowen. I said Diaby yeah. Bowen so my midfield set so they don't interest me okay Brentford Burnley we spoke last week about Jensen being such an underrated yeah. player, and he's after he's after getting a lot more attention in in uh, on Twitter and Instagram. I see people must be listening to us. Um, and Bumo or bust, it's bust for us. However, against yeah. Burnley, it's a good fixture. If he was going to break his duck and get at least a shot on target, it's a good game for it. I just look at him, and like I said, I just don't see that. You know, he 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 did the stats. He padded his stats with his penalties and a couple of last minute goals early on. Fair play, to, like at the end of the day, I sh- we should have been on him because everyone else was. He was a safe play. Ah, you were too stubborn to be on him. Oh, I know I was, yeah. <laughs> and it back, backfired on me. But um, no, I think I think the the Mbomo loving is, is is well and truly over. What surprised me about Jensen is I'm keeping quite a good eye on this game because we're doing this, and he can like I couldn't believe when you told me last week the fact that he's the same amount of points as Martin Odegaard. Is that sustainable? He was doing well towards the end of last season. I don't think it is sustainable because he, he reminds me of a he's a bit of a Thomas Suchek that he will get you these points and he comes in late into the box and things like that. But in a team like Brentford, it's not sustainable. 
Mm. And you have to remember, I, I think Odegaard has underperformed, right? He did really well in when we called one game. But I mean, o, Odegaard has levels to go to, and he, I think he's only going to get better. And he's got a team around him to help him do that. Yeah. Saka looking yeah. injured. Looking back to Arsenal. Fixtures now after game week 10 turn really nice. Yeah. I think Odegaard is someone you, you have to be looking at. Okay, we'll come back to him. Biggest game of the weekend, possibly. Uh, Man yeah, City against most Brighton. Most I will be watching that Saturday afternoon. I'm looking forward to that one very much. So, I think yeah. hopefully it'll be a good attacking game. I'll be I watching. Can't see it being anything other than attacking. Because after this game, I am going to look to invest finally in a Brighton midfielder. Mitoma. I, I avoid I avoid them to start because their fixtures turned out the four game weeks, and they've been better than they expected. I have to keep money in the bank to get a Stuplin back when the fixtures change, when he comes back from injury. I think he's a must-have. And I'm really looking, liking the look of, I think he's nailed on for minutes, Sully March. Yeah. I just, I, I like Sully March. I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. And it's interesting to watch between Ferguson and Pedro because like that, if I hold Darwin and I have a free transfer next week and if Ferguson starts to play, I'm very interested in him. Who would you get rid of for, um, for, March. Um, like you spoke there, you have Gordon, Diaby, Son, Salah, Bowen. Well, it, it, like possibly Gordon, maybe like any of them, Diaby, Bowen. Just just looking at the pictures. It's too many, yeah, I know too many options. There is, there really is. Like, And then you see you're sick. You nearly have to stick with what you have. But yeah. I am interested in fully March because, just because of Brighton and how attacking they are and how many goals they score. Um, Like is West Ham's form sustainable with the goals they're scoring? Um. Been I, just, I know in Europe as well, but the, but there's someone I want to look at investing in, and they're just they're especially the forwards. And from a Man City point of view, Grealish is back. Uh, Bernardo Silva is back. I have Foden. Is Pepperlet going to kick in? Do you think? I, with a bit of luck, because <laughs> you, you, you have what's his face the new the new the new transfer. I keep forgetting his name. Cool. I look at buying him. Well, Jared the way I look at it Jared. now is Haaland isn't at risk. Alvarez is at big risk. Foden is at big risk. So you have Foden, Alvarez, Silva, Grealish, Rodri, uh, Kovacic. You have all these players vying for four spaces. Rodri's a nil on starter. But after that, it's very, very difficult to see. So you've got your four defenders, Rodri, the keeper. And Haaland, that's seven. So there's four places left then. Yeah. And at that, you're looking at, let me have a look here. You're looking at Alvarez, Grealish, Bowden. Um, no, Doku, Kovacic. Doku, Kovacic. Alvarez. Yeah. It's it, it's hard with City. And I do think now with, with, with Champions League as well, you'll find Pepperlet could kick in. Yeah. And you also have, uh, what's his name? The young fellow. Lewis. Going into the midfield, so yeah. even though he's lined up as a defender, he's playing more in midfield. So that's taking a spot away from somebody else. So yeah, yeah. I have Foden, and then the more I look at it, the more of a risk he is. Yeah, when you look at like you've got your four defenders, and then you've got like Haaland, the keeper, and Rodri. So you've got Foden, Bernardo, Doku, Kovacic, Grealish, and Matthias Nunes has been playing really well. <laughs> like there's there's a lot like do the maths. These somebody's going to be dropped, and no, like Pepperlet is. Going to kick in any minute, most likely to start this weekend. Um, and I see with, with Alvarez after playing for Argentina, it, I think it would be highly likely he doesn't play now. 
Yep. And then you have, um, even in the defenders, Akanji, Walker, Walker Ake, Ruben, Vardio, Ricardo Lewis, as we mentioned, Stones is back. It's it's a minefield. I think you just have to stick with Haaland, and, and that's purely because everyone else has him. Yeah. I was thinking about it. We talked about going without him. I think the risk not having him completely <clears throat> is too great. If he holds, you know, yeah. you're down 40 points. If he holds and you have him captain, then you're down 20 points. It's not ideal. It's, it, 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 it mitigates the risk slightly. Yeah. Like at least it's only a captaincy. Whereas if you don't have him at all, he holds. See you later. Yeah. That's like, like it's just too, you know, you can't get away from that. And then you see, once you don't have him, you have you can't go back then because you've lost the points. So you're risking it happening again and again. And then you have, if you do have him and you want to come back in, if he does start going to run, you have to find 14 million from uh, Newcastle, yeah. Crystal Palace, same time on Saturday. Uh, and this is my problem. Like, I'm looking at replacing Darwin, right? And who do I replace him with? And like that, I, I can't be sure of Ferguson for Bright. I can't be sure Alvarez is going to start. Solanke, no, he's not a long term hold. So I was thinking, what about looking at someone from Newcastle? Wilson's injured. Isak has a doubt. But again, a home to Palace who've kept three clean sheets in a row. Yeah. One of the best defenders in the events in the league. Can't I'd look at bringing if, him in. If Isak was guaranteed to start, I'd, I'd have him every week. But he's not. No, he's not. And uh, the more I think about it, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm better off actually just taking... I'm, I'm actually talking myself into Given... <laughs> just even if Nunes, even if he only gets half an hour, he could get on making assist. He's, he's you know, captain chaos. Yeah. He does things happen when he comes on. And I'd sooner have that. And if he comes on, well and good. If not, well, it doesn't matter. I'd sooner take that risk and, and roll my transfer. And still, because if I use the transfer now, it's still going to be like a hit. Yeah. So... I'd sooner have me too, especially just the way the fixtures turn for game week 10, the different players. Arsenal's fixtures change, Brighton changes. There's a few players there that I might look at maybe bringing three players in. Are you going to hold on to Trippier? You were expressing some doubts before we started recording. For this game week, I am. But if I looked like, and I might think, do you know what? If I looked at upgrading my midfield and say I wanted to move a Gordon and I wanted to get one of the Arsenal midfielders like Saka back, Mm. I could downgrade Trippier to a Timikas with Liverpool's good fixtures. I'm saving 2.4 million there. I've got 0.8 in the bank. That allows me to upgrade Gordon to a Saka or an Odegaard. So there's, there's options. And that's what the two transfers do. Is they give me options. Yeah. And that's what I want to have because I want a mini wildcard after game week 10 because the fix, just with the fixtures changing. Good thing about this fixture is I can't see Newcastle not scoring so you won't be annoyed that you don't have your Crystal Palace keeper anymore. Do you really think I I can see Palace holding them? No, I and think... I always I, I'm always wary now. Listen, there could be someone who backs who who could I haven't looked into this, so there could well be someone now who's gonna, you know, say Robbie, you're talking absolute nonsense. But I have this perception in my mind that after the international breaks, there doesn't seem to be as many goals scored. Whether teams just are a bit out of sync, that the weekend after an international break there mightn't be as many goals. There doesn't seem to be as high a score on weekend. Could be wrong. I'd, I'd have to look at the stats. I just think Newcastle are on a high at the moment. Like beating PSG at home was probably the best result they've had in God, how many years? They're all buzzing. Yeah. They're all mad to play. They're all they're all fighting for their place in the team. There's a lot of chance. They do have the whole finale issue, hmm. which is crazy. That brings me back to my other conspiracy about the betting. It's going on. It's rife, and I I think that's only the tip of the iceberg. I think it's going on all over the place that we. Don't I even know a, it. I have a buddy who's a big Milan fan. He was going mental when Tonali was being sold. He couldn't understand it. 
It's a little bit more understandable now. Did Milan know? For taking the money, knowing that there was a big bang coming. True. They, 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 if they knew he had a gambling problem, and like if someone's got, you know, if they have a gambling That's problem. That's what I was going to say. You would know. You'd know from the talk. You'd know from the way they carry on the, in, the, in the dress. Well, you know, addicts hide things, but at the same time. Um, but I just think that with the amount of money involved in football, and like, and you look at the amount of betting companies that are set up from Chinese syndicates and things like that, and they just, I just, it just always strikes me for something fishy, for something you know, not right. Like, Tony is coming back in January and he's putting on a shirt which is sponsored by a gambling company. It's and ludicrous. these gambling companies, they're they're only set up by because betting companies are illegal in the age. I'm not sure the the ins and outs of it, but. They've been set up. You just don't know who's behind it, what's behind it. You know how many p- players like have been told, "Listen, it's only this." If they've got a problem gambling, well, this doesn't really affect the result. Just do this. You know, yeah. get yourself booked. Call we don't stats back. Did you see the clip of him delaying coming off when he got a yellow card? Looked very dodgy. He's been so stupid and he took too long and they booked him. And like looking at it now through the prism of knowing he was gambling, he's gambling problem. Very suspicious. yeah. Like I've been looking, like I like I, I like to do just as an interest myself, the um Paddy Power do the kind of stat specials and they double the price, they create a price and they double it. So from that end of it, I'd be paying attention. But they always settled our bets using Opta. Now there's been a couple of occasions, and Twitter has exploded like, and one of them was recently the last Fulham game. Um it, it, it basically the bet was it was someone to have a shot on target, but Palina to have two fouls. So Palina had a foul in the first half. And in the 94th minute, he slid in and the ref blew a foul. But after the ref blew the whistle, William tackled and Opta put the, put the foul down for William and Paulinho didn't. Now, there was three other betting companies in England who had the same kind of special. And so there was a lot of people on Twitter. Next thing exploded. That was Paulinho's foul, Paulinho's foul. No. And there's been a couple of occasions then with shots on target and stuff like that where Clear shot and target next thing they try to say it was a cross and Opta don't give it. And it just makes me wonder, is there something to it, like with the players and different things like that? Because the amount of money and the amount of involvement in it. Yeah. I'm saying know, and then you look none of that is even on my radar. I just just know think that you just pick up you just you just find it peculiar how the stats work and how when you when you see a market on something and then something happens and it's not given and it's just peaks your interview. Well, that's a bit you're just questionable. Mm, they, um, they sound very dodgy. It's, 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 it's the same with some of the VAR decisions that you just wonder, go, what what is going on with? Like, but but as I said, you you just don't know. It's funny, like we don't talk about GA on this podcast, but we're both big GA fans. The first sports co- sports body to ban outright gambling uh, advertising was GA in the world. Mm. Like, it's, it's say what you want about them. That was a big step. And to, it to was. use that easy money. Yeah. And, and it, it is easy money. It is easy money. Mm. But yeah, like you can talk about this like in all in all sports. And when there's betting companies involved, like at the end of the day, they try to make out and they advertise a mark themselves have been holier than they. Yeah. They're not. They want your money. Oh, they want your money. And yeah. They don't care. Right. Last game of the three o'clock on Saturday, Nottingham Forest versus Luton. I mean, you're not I there do. anymore. Injured yeah, look, he, 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 again, I looked at him. Um, it was interesting, midfielder Morgan Gibbs-White, maybe. You like Bolly as well? Bolly, just again, it's Luton. They can't score. Forrest seems to be better defensively. And I think he's got, 
he's one of the top ranked defenders for shots in the box. So he's in a bit of an attacking threat, especially from set pieces. Again, he's someone you could take a punt on, but but do I want to like I'm looking at my team, do I want him in ahead of Trippier, Paro or Cash? Yeah. If I was to play a four five one, drop Darwin down and put Bali in next thing, Darwin come on and score a couple of goals, it'd be sick. So it's uh, I, I have Turner and goals, so I currently have yeah. Turner and Ariola, so I'll be playing Turner for this game. Yeah, that's a good choice. Yeah. Then the half five game is a good one. Chelsea Arsenal. A resurgent yeah. Chelsea against an Arsenal team that are flying. That's a hell of a Saturday. Liverpool Everton, City Brighton, Chelsea Arsenal. Yeah. And then Man United. Oh, this is a great day. Yeah. Beats the crap out of last Saturday. <laughs> it's back. And it's not just back, it's back with a bang like. Yes, this is, this is more like it. This is what I'm spending me doing. Tempted by any Chelsea? Um, he cut, yeah, it, but but again, I'm happy with my setup and I want to see more of Chelsea. Like Sterling interests me. This is a big test for Arsenal, yeah. And like that, I'm not tempted with Chelsea for this game, but it's going to be more information. So that's why I want to roll that transfer because it will allow me. I want to get through this game week, and if I can, if I can progress with green arrows, and have a good good score, make progress, get closer to the leaders, dash. I can do some damage then next week. Well, I have Gusto still. I never got rid of him. But my defence at the moment, I'm playing three at the back, is Maddie Cash, Udogi and Trippier. Udogi at home to Fulham, Trippier at home to Palace. So he's there. I, I don't think I'll start him. Um, I don't even know if he can enter the team. Reese James is looking like he's closer to getting back. The other defence is Trippier, Udogi and Cash. Yeah. Then yeah, Mine's Trippier, mine's Trippier, Paro, Cash. I think it's, it's it, most people are going to have Trippier, Cash, and the Spurs defender this weekend. Yeah, so that's not, fair. not much game to make. No, so people will chance Chema Cash, but it's again in that Everton game, Everton have been unlucky. Liverpool, like I was reading a the stat there that um, the expected points over the season so far, Liverpool should really only be a point ahead of Everton, which is mad. That is mad. Yeah. Uh, so can... Everton has far, but yeah. Then Arsenal. No, you, what Arsenal have you? Have you any? No, that's why after this game week, I'm going to. There's a picture swing, so I will look at trying to get some Arsenal in. Yeah, I have Odegaard, and I'll be looking at Gabriel. Um, but at the moment, I just have Odegaard. Yeah. Uh, big old game. Yeah. Chelsea. Jackson came off the bench and scored last week. Sterling is there. Sanchez in goals has been really good all week. I think he's top ten keepers anyway. Um, one to watch. Then, 8 o'clock, Sheffield United versus Man United. So, was that a turning point for Man United two weeks ago? Hopefully. I saw an interesting stat today. Sheffield United concede most of the goals from central areas. And the un- and uh, Hoyland has the most big chances in the centre of any United players. That's interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Not going to tempt you to up Darren for Hoyland, but it's an interesting one. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you do have me thinking. I, <laughs> Hoyland wasn't even on my radar. Robbie. I'll tell you now, avoid the pain. Do not take any United player. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I did get stung earlier on the year. So now, I, I'm looking then. Rashford scored, or did he score last night? He did score last night, yeah. Got a cracking goal last night, yeah. Wonder will that do his confidence any good? Hopefully. I think if they're going to if they're gonna kick on and win, this is a good game to win. Eight o'clock at night, away from home. Sheffield United, who are porous at the back. Not very good going forward. Bruno, Rashford. My secret little tip, Harry Maguire. Will he start yeah, against his old team? Hoyland, interesting. What is he, 7.1? 7.1. Yeah. 
Is he up that far? I thought he was seven. Let me look. He is 7.2 now. Jesus. People are getting interested in him. Oh. Uh, I, my interest is peak. If I were you, I wouldn't be going near him. I'd be rolling your transfer. But then, and again, you have to remember if you're bringing oh, him into Man City at home next week. Yeah, but he scores against Sierra next thing. He becomes a hero. Man City at home. And you've got Fulham and Luton. Oh, I'd be oh, looking no. at him for Fulham and Luton. I wouldn't be looking at him right now. Oh, no. That's that, that's a big torch out to put into my head. So that's definitely food for now over the next few days. That's what I like uh, an idea to stew on. Sunday, one game, Villa versus West Ham. Two teams overachieving. Well, maybe not overachieving. Doing really, really well. Uh, Moyes against Emery. Our tip to triple up on, if you do want to triple up on, was Villa. West Ham with Bowen, with Suchek, with Ariola, who's kind of the keeper keeper du jour. What do you think? I have four players in this game. Oh, Bowen. Cash, Diaby, Bowen, Ariola. So you've got an interest on there. Who do you think will win, aside from fantasy football? Oh, I think Villa. You think? Yeah. It's screaming smash and grab at me for West Ham. Yeah. No, I think Villa, well, it's... This will be a good measure of the credentials. Tough game for them. You know, and then after this, they have a lovely run. Mm. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll be watching anyway because of me four players. It's one of them games where I don't really like having my, you know, a defender from each and a forward from each. So I don't know whether to be hoping for a nil-nil or... <laughs> I don't want a nil-nil. I want goals. I want uh, I want Watkins. I want Bowen. I want cash assistant. I've turned on yeah, well, so I don't care about the keeper. I wouldn't mind a load of saves from Ariola, a couple of cash assists, the Abbey getting involved, Bowen maybe scoring one or two. Okay, then Monday, last game, uh, Spurs at home to Fulham. Uh, just on Spurs, I did not know the destiny of dog. He was Italian until I watched the game last night. <laughs> I was watching on, I just was checking the score on Flash score. Next thing I seen, Udogi booked. I was like, did not know he was Italian. No <laughs> idea. No, not a clue. I just thought he was one of these players that came from Africa that they signed young and they brought in. Okay, so I have a doggy. You have Poro. So Battle of the Defenders. Uh, I have Son. You probably have Madison, have you? No, I have Son. And again, he, it's one of them. You said it as well. He, 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 we did it the first week, keeping Rashford, you know, the last game, something to look forward to. Yeah. But I really can't see Haaland blanking. I can't. He's a great the captain first- choice, though, at home against Fulham. The first week I was, I thought Haaland, first game of the season, you know, I, 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 there was that. I can't see Haaland not blank. I, like, I think he's definitely going to score. See, I have, I have Foden and the option is there to get rid of Foden and bring in Madison. But I'd be going with a two-man midfield. I mean, their fixtures, the Fulham, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Aston Villa, Man City in the next six. Yeah. Maybe hold off on that well, one. You look at Richarlison again. Yeah, that'll never happen. But what I suppose as well, though, I mean, it's very easy to get drawn in with the sun. He's got he's had what two good games really out of out of the whole season so far. It's, it's explosiveness. Yeah, that's what that's what gets you. Gets you. It's just like he is liable to haul. Depending on how this weekend goes, if Hallam blanks again, if you've captain Sun and he goes off, when you're a genius. But the logical, reasonable move is to captain Haaland. I could understand oh, okay. you. I don't have Salah. You do. I can understand you, captain and Salah. I have Watkins at home to West Ham. But everything is telling me to captain Haaland. Yeah, no, no. For me, it's, it's it's just, it's the easiest captain choice of the year. So far. So far, I think. Yeah, Haaland. Let's hope so. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to be thinking about this a lot over the, next, sorry, over the weekend. Saying that, 
home to Fulham was an easy choice as well. What? That was a hat trick in the assist. Was it? Was that his big week? Yeah, twenty pointer. Mm. He's due I... another. He's due another double digit haul. Yeah, it's food for thought though. Um, I will probably be watching. I'm actually out this weekend. I'm going to see ham sandwich in the Olympia on Saturday night. Oh, nice! A twenty year gig. Very good. Are you staying up? No, up and down, getting the bus up with a few friends. So uh, I'm going to be celebrating. Hamza would be friends of mine. Podge, the singer, well, the guitarist and one of the singers is a, a good whiskey buddy of mine. So I'm looking forward to that. And I might bring him a little uh, hip flask and throw it up to him on the stage so we can have a swig. Um, what's your plan? Are you going to be watching all the sport? Just looking forward to sitting. Um, I, I, I've kind of nothing on. I'm going to stand and watch the football all day Saturday. So Are you running still or are you taking a breather for a while? Back training next week. I've um, cross-country season starting so and then I'll do cross country season and then it'll be starting I registered for Berlin next year I have to say on a cold dirty miserable horrible scuttery night like that I'm glad I'm not a cross country runner last week's question was which three Irish players have the most Premier League appearances and the answer was of course Shea Given followed by John O'Shea followed by Richard Dunn uh, a lot of people said Keane one of the two of them neither of them they're a bit behind so John O'Shea what a career it's such an understated footballer, but yeah, what a career, what a legend. The nutmeg nothing fancy, and yet he did it all. Yeah. Um, this week I've gone for something a little bit different. So I was doing a bit of research. So the longest, so the longest serving player at one team in the Premier League at the moment is. Do you know this? this the longest serving of the one team. Yeah. Just play for the one team. Hmm. That's a. That's a. Uh, is it? Seamus Coleman. It is Seamus Coleman. So he's the longest one-man player still playing in the league. So this week's question is the longest serving player for Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool and Man City. So the player who's still playing who's been with them the longest. They haven't left okay. in the interim. They haven't left and come back. So for Man United, Man City, Liverpool and Arsenal. One is kind of easy. Arsenal one is extremely tough. So have a think about it. It's a bit of a head-scratcher because you might think it's one player and then you realise, no, they're not there that long. Mm. Uh, yeah, some are, like the Man City one you think might be obvious but might not be. Have a think about it and get in touch and let us know what you think. Uh, as usual, follow us on Instagram, my bloody love, FPL. Twitter is the same. If you want to join our league, we're probably going to keep it open for one more week. The um, the league details are in the notes on the show. I'm going to put a poll and a question underneath the notes on the show on Spotify. Feel free to leave one and get involved. Uh, that's kind of it, Robbie. Longer podcast than I thought. I didn't think we'd have as much to talk about. But sure. No, we, we, went went we went off on a few tangents there, but no, back to fully football next week. So, I'm, as I said, looking, really looking forward to Saturday. Great day of football to look forward to. It is nice when it's half 12, three, half five, eight. Doesn't oh. go wrong much. Yeah, now I'm just going to go and tell the wife the bad news. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll leave you to it, everybody. Thanks Thank for listening. And we will, yes. we, will be in, we will talk to you next week. Chat to you next week, folks. 